good evening, Patriots. And it's Saturday, June 4th in the year 2022. And for those of you on the East Coast, you're now into Sunday. And I hope it's been a blessed Saturday for all of you. And I hope you've got some rest because rest right now is really important. There's a lot of stress out there. No need to get yourself overly worked up. God's got this and we have to live fearlessly, but rest is good. So take advantage of some of the great savings that are going on over at MyPillow.com. Head over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards and use your promo code Bards to take advantage of great savings on so many products. One of the great products over there is the Giza cotton sheets. There's just nothing like it. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love Mikey's a dream sheet. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's mypillow.com forward slash bards. Your promo code is bards. And if you want to speak to a real person, you can call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939 and speak to a Patriot Pillow Counselor and they will get you totally hooked up. I'm going to dig in. We're going to go over some stuff we normally do on Saturday night, which is just kind of some headline news of some crazy. But I also want to dig in a little bit today and this evening into the sword, God's sword that he's bringing to the earth. I'm going to begin with Ezekiel 21, 8 to 10, and then we'll come back to this. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, prophecy and say, thus says the Lord. Say, a sword, a sword sharpened, and also polished, sharpened to make a slaughter, polished to flash like lightning. And we're going to come back to this in a little bit, but I I just want to preface this tonight before we begin, because it's been pretty heavy on my heart to convey this message, which is, it's time to get the houses in order, whoever doesn't have the house in order. I posted this today on Truth Social, and it's right to this point, which is evil is real, the war is real, we are in the valley of decision, nations shall be judged. Choose the path, wide gate or narrow gate. God is bringing a sword to the earth. Get your house in order. There is a looming change coming. I think we can all be honest if we're listening. We can feel it. And the time of preparation of filling the silos is not a time of panic or fear-mongering. It's a time of steady preparation for whatever is to come the diligence that's required of God's children and to stay absolutely fearless and rather in a total state of enjoyment 
and appreciation for all that is coming to pass. And that right there is important. We have to stop whoever, if you're out there and you're feeling the world is weighing down on you, you're going to have to let it go. This is really important. And I'm speaking this message absolutely truthfully here. You can't control what you can't control. And if you're feeling heavy and feeling like the world is crushing upon you, you're trying to take on stuff too much. You have to step back and just look at the insanity of what's going on and start realizing that what God is giving us as a gift is truth. He's giving us the opportunity to see truth in an unprecedented way. He's not asking us to take the truth in and get depressed and feel like the world is crushing us because the world is his to manage. We are his soldiers in a war. If you are in a war right now, in a regular gunfighting war, and if you were in that place of just feeling like the world is crushing down up and you down on you, you would probably be left behind. And I want you to think about that terminology in terms of where we are and where this is headed. But you would they would have to make a command decision. If I was a squad leader and I was dealing with a member of my squad that was just completely like, oh man, this anxiety is getting too much. I'd have to make a decision to have that squad member stay behind while we go do the dirty work and fight. Don't be the one being left behind because it doesn't have to be that way. It all centers on something easier than ever before. There's nothing that's being done to anybody right now, nothing, other than if you're willing it to be done to yourself. And if you look at how much is happening out here right now, like today, There's an incident in Dallas, which is off the chain stupid. Literally, a bunch of trans drag queens at a gay bar put on a kids program and parents brought their kids. I mean, okay, the kids are being victimized, but that falls on the parents and God will end up saving the children and the parents are going to end up paying the price. So... We are all being given free will and choice right now. And it's essential that you step back and realize where this war is. This war is trying to get into your head. This is fifth generation warfare. And I talk a lot about it and I talk passionately about it because I, I hate to see people being broken down by this. It's a game to them. And They know that you're going to personalize it if you're weak. And when I say weak, that means weak in your faith. And if that is uncomfortable to hear, I'm sorry, but I'm speaking some hard truths tonight. And I'm going to speak some hard truths tonight. Because sometimes we have to levy hard truths to face the truth. I watched a, a part of a video earlier, and it's just a really awesome scene. And it's, I, I, I honestly, I mean, I saw this clip. I think it came from G.I. Joe Snake Eyes, if I'm not mistaken. Not a comic strip either. If I'm not mistaken, it's that. But it's this awesome scene, and it's just a classic. I'm very, I mean, it's these sort of tests that I'm very familiar with in either a selection process or in martial arts. But here, here's the laydown, and, and I, I'm presenting this to you to think about the world this way. The test is that the 
the master comes to the new recruit and he hands him a bowl of water and they each are holding a bowl of water. And he says to him, he says, you have four chances. And if you fail on the fourth chance, you're gone, which means they'll kill him. He says, you need to take my bowl of water from me without spilling any. So each of the, he goes through three tries and each try, he tries to fight the master to get the bowl of water and the master whops him hard, puts him down and never spills any of his water. And every time he fails, the guy's trying to keep his water balanced as he's fighting. And then the master ends up taking the bowl of water from him and pouring it in his face. And on the fourth try, he finally gets it. He walks up to the master with a bowl of water in his hand. And he says to him by name, Sensei, he says, please accept my bowl of water humbly so that I may have yours in exchange. And guess what? He passed the test. The reason I bring this up is we tend to look at life very much like a hammer. We look at things like we're going to fight them, and we feel that they're fighting us in exchange. We have to find a way through this, and that's where God comes in beautifully because God has told us over and over, not to take on the burdens of the world, but to give them to him. Let him lift them. Let Jesus lift them off your shoulders. And it is so important that we approach life with this way right now because I'm telling you, the intensity is going to get heavier. The mind games are going to get worse. And it's not going to be easier. So, Let's start with this piece here with China. It's a three-minute piece. I want you to listen to this, and I want you to pay attention to the end, to how the Chinese are trying to re- are protesting to solve a problem of their money being confiscated. The government is the rapist, metaphorically speaking. That's the CCP. And they, those that are there are not turning to God, they're turning to the government to pleading with them to solve their problem. I mean, that's the definition of an insanity, but I just want you to hear this piece because this is also reflective of the t- sort of things that are probably going to sweep this nation. So here we go. Banks might be involved in money fraud. If that proves true and without far-reaching protections in China, bank customers could lose their money. We spoke with some of the victims. Nearly a million bank customers have run into a problem in central China's Henan province. They can't access their deposits. The problem has spanned for more than a month in four rural banks. China's bank regulator addressed the issue, explaining the hold on funds. The four banks were found to be involved in illegal wealth collecting activities and are all under investigation. But customers accused the regulator of failing to safeguard people's interest in the first place. Some of the affected customers gathered Monday in front of the province's Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission. They asked authorities to return their money, since all banks in China are state-controlled. (laughs) 
Many customers had deposited their life savings in the four banks. As part of the demonstration, some of them held banners shouting phrases like, We beg the state to help us. We request the freedom to withdraw from banks. They even asked the head of the Chinese Communist Party to intervene. Some customers were seen kneeling as they called out for help. One customer told us that he deposited the equivalent of over $70,000 in a rural bank over the past two years. But now his balance shows zero. To protect his identity, we're using just his surname. It's been over a month. Many depositors are unable to withdraw money from the rural banks. Wang told us on Monday that some customers had protested outside Henan's provincial government building for five days before the demonstration was met with a violent suppression. One protester was caught on camera after police sprayed him in the face with what was reportedly chili water. Police even stopped passers-by to check their cell phones to stop them from sharing any photos or videos they may have taken on social media. Another victim, who's also a local university instructor, said the affected bank customers are innocent. We legally deposited our hard-earned money in banks listed in the country. Why did the authorities say we were involved in illegal wealth collecting? What have the bank regulator and the People's Bank of China been doing for so many years? Why did they look away when these banks deceived us for years? Is it reasonable? She added that once the fraud is officially labeled as illegal wealth collecting, the customer's money will be completely wiped out. In this case, that would total a loss of $1.5 billion. These are criminals. They have no morals. And once you accept that, you understand that you can't count on them for anything, so you let that go. And therefore, since they have no rules, you accept that they're going to do everything they can to break your will. So then you have a choice. And your choice is pretty simple. You can worry about that, and they will break your will. Because you'll try to fight, and they'll keep pushing back harder. And ultimately, you're not going to be able to overcome them, and they will break your will. Or you can remember that we have God on our side, and God has this. He's just asking us to stand. And we can sit and have, we can pray for people like this, but we also know that a lesson in this piece that we just heard is that the people in China are turning to Chinese corruption and turning to Chinese gangsters to solve the very problem that they're upset about. This is a much bigger issue and it's happening all over the world. And I'm giving you my perspective on this tonight, which is God is stripping away everything that we worship He is stripping it down to the bone. And we have to start making hard decisions. Is our faith in him or are we going to be wrapped up in our consternations about a world that we are feeling stripped away from us? A world that's built on a house of sand? A world that's built on debauchery, on sin? Or are we going to trust in God and let him take us to wherever that goes? That is the moment of Exodus. 
And it's literally where you are now. Every one of us is. We are sitting on that eve of the final, on the final plague. And you're going to have to make a decision at a coming point like the final plague. Will you pack up and take the kneading bowls and accept the silver and gold that they pack into you? And will you leave and walk blindly into the desert? Or will you stay clinging onto a world that is falling apart but looking to the world to solve your problem? And it's literally that simple. And when I say that, I know that is not, I speak from experience, I know that is not a simple process to internalize, but it is literally that simple of a step. And it's something we have to accept. I'm going to play this piece. I played these pieces last night, and I'm going to play them through tonight. And they're, Evren is one of our great members here in our chat and he's really gifted and he's written some really he has there's much more than these two pieces but he sent these two for me and I, I want to play them again because each one of these has great messages in them and they're beautiful pieces of a story that I think each one of us has to start running through and I like what he, in music because we can put it in our heads sometimes and sing it or play it over and over, however you choose to do. Take a listen. I had a goal before I hit that 44. I found a way to make it all for you. Those summer dreams and countless lonely melodies. And even as I say the words I do. I cried hard, gave my all, closed my eyes and came through If life is but a memory, I'd always save the final one for you
we will make this through because God's right there with us. Jesus is walking with us the whole time. And it's not easy. I'm seeing some of the comments on the board, and I know there's some real struggles going on out there, and I'm not being naive. You all know my story. I've been through some really, really rough times. I've lost everything a couple of times in my life. And the only thing that ends up bringing us through is our trust in God. And, and it's, it's always through Christ to the Father, right? And it, I guess the thing is that I, I'm, this message tonight is really heavy on my heart because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about how, how heavy the world is and how it's just difficult to get through. And we need to be looking, again, the optic needs to change because we're here in a place that is literally the inversion of everything that God ever wanted this world to be. He sacrificed his son, Jesus, and Jesus gave his life for us so that we would have life everlasting and would, as long as we'd accept him. And we have a small portion of people that have accepted him and we have a mass amount of people that have walked away and taken this journey into materialism. But we've all suffered that too. And right now, the world is being stripped. It's being stripped of its facades. It's being brought down in every institution And when we start looking deeply at a story that we just take very casually, that story is Babylon. I always remark at this because it's told in such a Sunday school kids fashion. Oh, the tower fell. They lost the way they had their way. They couldn't speak anymore. They lost the ability of the common tongue and people were scattered and blah, 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 happy ending or over. Let's go on to the next story. And it's like, well, can we rewind that a little bit? Because we're in the middle of Babylon falling right now. And I mean big time. And the magnitude of what's coming is so big that I, I've been looking at this and I've been asking myself a question. And it's the question that's been plaguing me now for five years. And especially since 2017 when Q came on the scene. And the question is, what the heck is the storm and why can't we get any details? So I'm left with three potentialities. And here they are. One potentiality is that it's just a term that everyone likes to use because it's cool and it's got political spin and it sounds great. And so no one really knows what the heck it is and no one really cares. They just use it because it gets everybody going, oh, cool, I'm in the storm. But facts don't line up with that, that option. Because we have seen physical storms that have ravaged things just ironically every time we go to have an election, entire red state zones get blistered by tornadoes and hurricanes and fires. And we've seen financial storms that are crushing upon us and we've seen medical storms that are killing people. So, and we have a transgender grooming storm that's sweeping the nation right now too. So... That's not so, so the idea of it just being a word doesn't really work. So that leaves us down to two options. One option is that we've got the storm being used and it's a fight between the elites, which you've heard me talk about. And it's two faces of the same coin and they're all vying to attack, to get a control of us. 
And they don't want to tell us what it is because that storm is the transition to the fourth industrial revolution. And I'm like, okay, because I know that's happening. That's visible. You can take the old school Republicans and you can take the old school Democrats and you can take the bankers and you can take the tech people and the big oil and they're all doing the same damn thing. And they're all trying to fight to get control and power over the people to be seen as the loyal saviors of the world. And they don't want to tell you where it's going because if they disclose it, other than Harari, who tells you you're going to be a worthless, useless class and you're a bunch of uselessly eaters, no one is going to tell you the whole picture because if you knew, you wouldn't comply. And then there's that third option, that third path, which I talk about. And I, I don't know who's in this path, but I do believe that this is really the, mat, the bigger picture here. And that is, this is God's plan. And part of the reason we don't really hear what the details of the storm is because God is never going to reveal what that storm is. Because God needs to bring a sword to the world and separate the wheat from the chaff. He needs to know truly who is the true believer and who is not. Ezekiel 21, starting at 1. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face towards Jerusalem and speak against the sanctuaries and prophecy against the land of Israel. And say to the land of Israel, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am against you, and I will draw my sword out of its sheath and cut off from you the righteous and the wicked. Because I will cut off from you the righteous and the wicked, therefore my sword will go forth from its sheath against all flesh from south to north. Thus all flesh will know that I, the Lord, have drawn my sword out of its sheath and it will not return to its sheath again. And for you, son of man, groan with breaking heart and bitter grief. Groan in their sight. And when they say to you, why do you groan? You say, because of the news that is coming. And every heart will melt, all hands will be feeble, every spirit will faint, and all knees will be weak as water. Behold, it comes, and it will happen, declares the Lord God. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophecy, and say, Thus says the Lord, say, A sword, a sword sharpened and also polished, sharpened to make a slaughter, polished to flash like lightning. I've told you I've studied and really had a big push by the Lord to regenerate my studies of the sword, the Japanese sword. And I bring this in because the word is polished. This is this version that I just read to you is NASB 1995. And it's very specific. It says, and polished. There is a very important tradition in the Japanese sword that sharpening a sword and polishing a sword are not the same. So let me read something to you. This is an article in Hanbon Forge, and the title is About Polishing the Japanese Samurai Sword. A, tradition, a traditional Japanese sword is not complete because the blade has been forged, the metal has cooled, and the soil has been removed. 
Polishing is a key step to complete a sword to learn more about polished Japanese swords and how to make them. There are a number of things below. Sharpening expert. Number one, it is not the swordsmith who polishes the sword. Instead, an expert called Togishi is responsible for this task. In the past, Togishi traditionally used three types of stones to polish a sword. However, today, Togishis use more than a half dozen. Number two, polishing takes a lot of time. You might think that polishing Japanese swords is a quick and simple process that can be done in just a few minutes. However, this is not true. In most cases, polishing takes longer than the actual forged blade. A typical polishing takes about two to three weeks. This is, the time, this is a time-consuming, methodical process, which is why there is an expert to complete the task. Improper polishing will damage the sword blade. Number three, polishing the sword helps to improve the sharpness and beauty of the sword. However, improper polishing can have a serious impact on the sword and may even damage or destroy it. If Togishi changes the geometry of the blade and or wears the steel excessively, it will destroy the function and value of the sword. So there has to be an expert to sharpen the sword. There's more. We're going to go on. But there has to be an expert to sharpen the sword. It's a sharpening expert. This is the person, the togishi, who polishes. This is God. Polishing, this is the metaphor. Polishing takes a lot of time. That's patience. But when it's time, God will strike and strike perfectly. And improper polishing will damage the blade. Rushing to finish will cause a damage to the process. Glazing. One of the processes for polishing traditional Japanese swords is glazing, which removes the use of fine-grained polished stones to achieve a mirror finish on the blade. However, for the blunt blade of the sword, Togishi strives for a matte effect to make harmon more visible and attractive. Harmon are the waves in the... If you hold it up to a light, there's a wave in the metal, and it's wave defines the way the sword is made and each master has its own signature wave that they learn to create as they forge the blade number five polishing provides insight for sword production a carefully polished japanese sword can reveal various information about its manufacturing method for example it reveals the speed at which the cutting edge cools what is the temperature at which the blade cools? Even the carbon content of the steel itself. Of course, these findings are only visible if well polished in well-polished blades. If the blade is not polished or poorly polished, these features cannot be identified. So here we have the mastery of, of polishing reveals the signature of the maker, which is the harmon. That would be like the signature of God. And the polishing provides the insight of the sword production, which gives us the details, the richness, the wealth and joy and glory that God brings. All of this takes time. 
And the last point, a polishing agents must be re- all polishing agents must be removed. Once the sword has been completely polished, Togishi must remove any trading volume of oil. Even a small amount can damage the blade by promoting rust or corrosion. The salt in the polishing oil provides the ideal breeding ground for mold and mildew, which in turn can lead to corrosion. So in other words, God's children need to be refined and purified. We're in this process right now. We're in the middle of the storm. And God is in, we're watching this time when things are clarifying and God is polishing the sword. He is the master, master of all masters of Togishi. And the sword is being perfected. It is the final sharpening. Because when the sword falls, there will be no time anymore. There will be only lightning, which is the point in Ezekiel 21.10. And it will fall fast. And right now, everything is being laid. And that means each one of us is being refined. Each one of us is being pushed to a limit. We're being tested. And through the fires, we're being refined. And we have to make choices because the free will is ours to choose. This is the ultimate third path here. It's not two faces of the same coin. It's not promises the fourth industrial revolution. This is God's path. This is the big path. It's the narrow gate, but it's, it's like this is the big kahuna right here. This is it. And every one of us is feeling this in different ways. And it's beautiful. It's a glorious moment. It's a fantastic time to see clearly. But if we're going to sit as in that place of Togishi and we're going to rush it because we start to get agitated because the client is wanting the sword now and knocking on the door or you've got stuff in your mind because you've got to worry about going and getting groceries today or go pay the electric bill. If the Togishi lets those things corrupt his process of polishing, the sword will be imperfect and worse, it may not be functional in battle. The samurai sword is a particular, the katana, is a very unique sword in the world. I'm, literally, I'm having one finished for me right now in Japan. It has taken six months. And it was a sword. It was a sword that I purchased last year. It was the premier sword of a modern sword maker with a beautiful Hammond. And I've asked them to put on all of the equipment, which includes the handle and build a new saya, which is the sheath. And they're finishing it now. And it can't be a rushed process. It is done when it is done. But the, the evolution of that sword, the power of the sword, the reason the samurai sword is so unique is every step makes it stronger, even the polishing. Because in the end, you have to remember that what this sword is going to do is it literally, when a samurai sword is in its, perfect, in its perfection and the sword user the, draws that sword and cuts with that sword, the precision of the cut combined with the perfection of the blade can literally cut a body in half without any resistance. 
but if the user is imperfect or if the blade isn't properly polished, it can literally break. Everything goes in unison and perfection. And when it is, it is unbelievable strength and power. That whole analogy is literally where we sit in this world. Because we are at a point when we can see everything before us and the craziness is getting there. We are witnessing every single place we turn is becoming an inversion of insanity. And it will continue to get crazier. And every single step, we have to imagine ourselves being Togishi. We, each one of us has to imagine polishing that sword and it's even like the noise outside and the people are banging at the door and you've got kids upstairs and the music is playing loud and you have to get to your mental state to sit quiet and listen to the Lord and let him guide your hands to perfect the polish of the blade. And when you do that, you are in God's timing. You are walking in God's timing. And as all of this perfection begins to happen around us, we cease to be ourselves and we become one. Through the body of Christ, we become one with the Lord. When we can walk into that space, and let everything else go, the world has no place. The world has no weight. It has nothing. It has nothing on you because the only thing that's committed to at that moment, if each of us imagines ourselves of being a a togishi to polish the sword and each of us has that sword, which God has given us to do, whatever that is, whether that's gardening, whether that's making bread, whether that's making cookies, working on your car, delivering mail, working your job, whatever that is. It's the perfection of everything to polish the sword for God. And it's there that the entire world just stops. The noise is irrelevant. All this garbage out here, let it go. The weight that you feel, it's like popping a balloon and hearing it go and it's gone. And those oppressive things like bills, which are real, again, we're pushing deeper into the Lord and letting him lead us. And we're letting go of the anchors and we're walking into his space and his world of perfection. Like I said at the beginning, easier said than done, but a process that's a lifetime commitment and walk that when framed, in a way I think we can visualize it, it's achievable by anybody. Christ has told us so. Don't let the world weigh down on top of you. Let me give you this piece because this is pretty funny. We'll call this piece the Assault Golf Club. All right, everybody. I'm going to make one thing clear. This is a gun, okay? Just like any other gun, it's a gun. If I choose to take this gun and assault somebody with it. Scary. Then it becomes an assault gun or an assault rifle. 
This is a golf club. If I take this golf club and I assault somebody with it, then this becomes an assault club. You see how assault is a verb, not a noun. Assault club, when I use it to assault. Assault rifle, when used to assault. Thank you. <laughs> so polish your sword. We haven't made it an assault sword yet. God will take care of that. That's a pretty good one. Let me play you this piece here, another one by Evren, before we start closing out. I could write a rhyme about anything. Staring at the light on my wedding ring. Looking at the night with my shades on. Think about how it all went wrong. Everybody feels so divided. When do we become one-sided? How did we turn on the ones that we love? When did the devil fall down from above? Never would I dream that every rhyme I've ever written about the state of everything we're living through would come true. Maybe I was under the impression it would happen in a way, a situation there was something we could do. Wait, hold on, breathe. Is it too late for the world to believe? Is it too late? Are we stuck in a dream? Dread by a man with a plan to deceive. When I was a kid, we would all get along. Now people fight over lyrics of songs. Now people fight over things on the news. Are you in control of the things that you choose? United we stand, divided we fall. Running over one another, running through the mall. People so afraid of one another, insane. Better use your brain. I don't let another tell me how to live, how to think, how to stand, who to be. Not a chance, I'm free. I don't let another tell me what to do, what to feel, who to be. Not a chance, I'm me. I'm the one that does it in my own way I don't care what anybody else say Too many they getting with a program We living in the lands of the no man How do we become so offended? They love it how they got us all upended Watch how they laugh every time that you bail You do the math guaranteed they will fail I don't make it for the sake of getting recognition From a system that has demonstrated how it hates me Nothing in the universe will ever make a difference If you let them tell you what it is and who you gotta be Don't like it, leave I don't take cues from a man who's a thief I don't take cues from a man who's asleep Let's be the man who will judge when he weeps When I was a kid we would work through the pain Now what we thinking about is the game Now what we thinking about are the rules Are you in control being led by the fools? United we stand, divided we die People killing one another, people getting high Everybody looking for a reason to be broke But I ain't that woke I don't let another tell me how to live, how to think, how to stand, who to be Not a chance I'm free I don't let another tell me what to do, what to feel, who to be Not a chance I'm me, me Yo, gone be the days of the wicked Someone tell me where they got a ticket Waiting for the one, he's amazing Coming through the door, guns blazing Everybody running no direction We long overdue for a correction The laws that I follow, they come from above I break through the fear cause I walk with the love The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was trying to convince everybody That he didn't have a plan to take it all Everything you ever thought that mattered will be shattered in a second And I reckon you'd be broken by the fall God Take it, please. I don't walk back from the faith that I need. I don't walk back from the words that I read. Written by a hand with a plan to believe. When I was a kid, we would look to the sky. Now people stare at the phones and they cry. Now people stare at the phones when they sleep. You wonder why some people calling you sheep. United we stand, divided we gone. There's a reason that we gotta put away the wrong. There's a reason that we gotta overcome pain. Till I leave this plane I don't let another tell me how to live How to think, how to stand, who to be Not a chance I'm free I don't let another tell me what to do What to feel, who to be Not a chance I'm me I don't let another tell me what to say How to play any day Not a chance I'm free I don't let another tell me how to live How to die, how to breathe Not a chance I'm me 
Choose the path you want to be on. Choose the narrow gate. God's right there. Put Christ in your heart. Walk boldly and fearlessly. Don't let the world weigh on you. We're not of this world. Don't let him get in your head. We've got this because God's with us. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight very humbled. And Jesus, just thank you for walking with us tonight. Thank you for just being here with us tonight. Thank you for the blessed music. Thank you for the blessed fellowship that we have. We just put out a prayer tonight, Jesus, for those that are struggling, whether it's financial or whether it's emotional or just feeling the weight of the world. Just pray, Jesus, that, we, that you can just reach out and just touch them. Just put a hand out and just touch the shoulder. Remind them of just what a blessing it is to have you in our lives. Just to be able to lift that weight and just take away the, all these things that are weighing people down. Jesus, you gave your life for us and you went through a torment that is unimaginable for most. And you did that to give us life. And it's just sometimes in the craziness of this world, it's just so easy to slip into the traps of the psychology of, of war. The enemies work to try to break us. And all we have to do is just turn. You're right there. So Jesus, we just pray for those that are seeking and for those that have that relationship with you, just pray that we can just dig in deeper. Because this is a glorious time and we're grateful, Lord, for everything you've given to the visual of being able to see the world as it is to strip away the illusions, to break this matrix, to give us eyes to see so that there's no more illusions. And sometimes that's painful. And we know there's a lot more to come. But we're standing here. and We got our feet on that rock of faith. And we're just grateful that you're here with us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, just have a very blessed evening. Have a conversation with Jesus. Spend a Sunday just walking with Jesus. And just open the door, set a table, and sit down and have a cup of coffee. This is our time, not their time. They're screaming like a brat in a, in a nursery, nursery school. They didn't get the toy they want. Throwing a fit, throwing stuff around the room, kicking, screaming. That's literally all it is because God's got everybody. And any of the innocents that are taking and getting damaged, God's got them. But we're here. And that's because he needs us here. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He is never going to forsake us. And our prayers right now As we dig in, we are building an amazing and deep and intimate relationship with Jesus and through Christ to the Father. And we know that God wins this. That's not even a question. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night.
Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now. Something to find. 
fight.